0: Hello everyone, welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today Dr. Lisa Herring joins us again for the second part of our two-part interview. Dr. Herring is the superintendent of Atlanta Public Schools and she brings over 25 years of experience in education. In episode 229 last week, Dr. Herring shared about her experiences leading up to the role in which she now serves. She talked about overcoming challenges in her first year and a half on the job as superintendent and in the midst of change and uncertainty innovating with her team, launching a new program to address the learning loss that students experienced during the pandemic, as well as launching a new center for equity and social justice at Atlanta public schools. Today, we're excited to share part two of our conversation with Dr. Herring. In this episode, Dr. Herring discusses the importance of authenticity and leadership, speaking from her personal experience, And as she shares her insights on key moves leaders can make to strengthen their workplace cultures. So let's dive in. So let's talk, you know,
1: at our conference too, we talked about, you know, really having being bold leaders to manage through the change. So can you share with us the characteristics you find most valuable to have on, you know, on your leadership team? When you think about bold leadership, what does that feel like, look like to you?
2: What does that feel like look like? Um, and you and you use, you, you know, you, you inserted in that question, the word bold. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was uh, sworn in, one of my nine board members whispered in my ear at the end of the swearing in, she said, please don't forget to be bold be bold, Lisa, we need you to be bold. And then a few weeks thereafter, I think I was one of the first districts in the country to go, well, we're gonna open virtually, uh, nailed it. <laughs> but I knew it was the right thing to do. And then I, and I knew we were one of the first because everybody from CNN and everywhere else just kind of zoned in. I think, um, you know, when I think about the characteristics, here's my truth. I, I just know to be my authentic self. And I, I was having a meeting earlier today with my chief operations officer, not to get into the weeds of the conversation, but it was about food quality, right? And um, food services. And I said uh, to him, here's all I know. Uh, every single child in this organization, although they're not my child that I you know, brought into this world, I think about what I want for them in the way that I want it for my own child or my nephew or my niece or any young person. And when I think about that, I have to fight for what is right. So we were having a conversation, and I said, at the end of the day, our end result has to be so powerful that we would take pride in what we would do for our very own, because that's what parents expect. Um, I think you have to be honest about that. Honesty, authenticity, and then transparency around that is important. But I also want to be honest, Janet. This been a rough. This year has had its share of challenges. Yeah. Many people have been emboldened around decisions that you know we're not public health, we're public schools. And so whether it was disagreement around a mask policy or uh, surveillance testing um, or opening the schools up sooner than later, I've I've heard and experienced uh, people in ways that I haven't before in my life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had to learn to um, still treat everyone with dignity and respect even if that's not what I'm getting right Um, and sometimes i don't get that but most times i do and then to also understand that in this role and in this seat we still serve people for the purpose of serving children so i still i think it's important to interface in such a way that whether we're agreeable or disagreeable our exchange will not be one where i'm going to work to leave you less than i'm going to work to invest in a conversation that gets a win for kids, but uh, can give a mutual respect in our exchange regardless. And that is not easy, Mm -hmm. but I think it's necessary because I also believe I'm always modeling. Even for my chiefs, I say to my chiefs all the time, and you kind of work to get a team that's an extension of how you lead, that I want their, when they interact with stakeholders or principals or whomever, I, I want people to walk away with an exchange that they still feel valued, even if we didn't agree. And when we do agree that we maximize it for the win for the, for the kids. And I don't, I don't know if those are all characteristics mm-hmm. as much as I'm trying to kind of cobble together um, the things that I still believe, I still believe are important in being a superintendent.
1: Yeah. And I think key there's, you do, you know, modeling that Lisa. And I mean, You're passionate about it, you're modeling it, you're showing the way and how to do that. And, you know, you're building you're building that culture in your district. And, you know, one of the things in our work we talk about, we we definitely are focused on driving to results and, um, you know, making sure that we build that systematic process to do that. And we're equally connected to building a positive workplace culture for people that come to work every day. Yes. You know, so, and I know you are too. What are some of the, you know, the one or two things that really you think help strengthen that workplace culture?
2: Yeah, so if I've learned nothing from my experiences and I am saying this because I'm a believer uh, in my time with doing employee engagement and um, getting feedback around culture and climate in, in my work with Studer and in my work in, in different districts in Alabama, in uh, South Carolina and even now here um, is that uh, as it relates to uh, ex- um, establishing a, a healthy culture, it is, a, it is important to, you know, walk the talk, right? And so mm-hmm. I think that that's important to have some accessibility and to engage and understand where the organization in a, even in a space of anonymity, where it thrives and where it needs support. And as I was uh, well-coached some time ago, I don't focus on who said it, but I focus on what's been said. And so where do I, we need to push in? Even as leaders, where do we push in and focus on what uh, data may say to us or even exchange says to us that our, that our, that our, that, our, that our people need, right? And then even as simple as today, I had a little bit of time today. And so I got up and I walked the building. It is hilarious because they're like, to hear, <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, come on, come, come on in my office. And so I was just, and it was just standing around and talking and being intentional around engaging with employees, showing value, valuing them, and also, um, calling that out beyond just the the. Um, the level of of a meeting, but to do that throughout the organization to, uh, what is the word that I'm, the word that I want isn't the top of mind, but to really be intentional around celebrating our teams and our people in in very um, significant ways and to be intentional about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, intentional is the right, the right word and the conversations about it Um, Lisa thinks so significant so you know I think I just want um, you know just the the great combination of work that you do with building culture being transparent and moving toward results doing the right things for kids and families you know that's just this been key to your work Um, so you know as you let's a couple of questions to close now kind of looking at your your career as a superintendent um, you know, what experience have challenged you the most and has, has, has kept you motivated in, in those uncertain times? The biggest challenge has
2: been the last year and a half, like everyone else on the planet, the pandemic, in personal and professional ways. Um, we've all been traumatized, and it's my hope that all of us will find a way to re- rebound in a healthy way. Um, I'm, I'm no different than anyone else. Transitioning during it, that's, that's a different conversation, but it's been the biggest and longest challenge. Um, so that's just period without going into so many components of it. and I acknowledge that both professionally and personally, but we're still standing. And so I, I'm reminded of that. The motivation, that's the easiest question of all, right? Um, the students, it's the students. When I'm around them, when I am in schools, when I run into them, uh, I am reminded. And here's the truth they are paying attention. I was at um, Home Goods or Target the other day, and my daughter and I were going in, and a, and, a, and a young man across the parking lot said, Hey, excuse me, are you Dr. Harry? <laughs> and my daughter was like, Okay. He's like a teenager. I was like, I'll be right back. And I left her and I ran over and we just had a conversation. He was a student government leader at one of our high schools, Mays High School. He knew who his superintendent was. He wanted to tell me how he thought I was doing. The students are watching. They are why we do this work. I will will champion them and what we are obligated to do they are our end client, they are our end customer, and at the end of the day, they are also what will be the difference for all of us, and so I just want us to get it right. That's the motivation. Yeah. Motivation. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes, and, and, you know, Lisa, one of the things you've always done is, you know, you look at the, at the broad continuum of, of students and the needs of students and really make sure that, that you're taking care of all students and their families. You do that as well as, as anyone I've, connected with and just appreciate you. And I know the people that are part of the district and your families appreciate that as well. So as we leave today, you know, what's one piece of final advice that you could help others in looking at bold leadership or how we kind of take our next step into the future as we continue to manage through probably some extremely changing times? Hmm.
2: It's a powerful question, Janet. Um, I think that now more than ever, I encourage people, uh, leaders or whatever the title is to be honest and true and authentic within themselves first uh, because the work requires us to do that, whatever that work might be. Be your most, your truest, most authentic self. And if you're still trying to sort that out, just own and honor that. But do try to work through that for the good of whatever you're called to do. So I believe I'm called to do this work. And then for whatever you have signed up to do, whether it is, and, and I, and I, and I, when I encounter people for whom this is true, I know it immediately. Whether that sign up is to be the school principal or the school bus driver, right? To approach that. in a spirit of excellence and in a passionate way to know that you are not only approaching a position or a practice, but you're approaching people and you're changing lives as a result of that. Every time I meet someone for whom that's, they're operating in their authentic self and they just have passion about it, it didn't matter if they were the principal or or, or the school bus driver. I knew it, the kids knew it, and everyone around them knew it. And if more of us could work to be in tune with just that, I think it's a significant difference maker in public education. And I think it's extraordinarily necessary. Um, and when we don't, and when you tap out for a moment, tap, but tap back in because it's yeah. the Yeah,
1: I love that. Um, you know, the great message here, Lisa, is there is no doubt you have unbelievable passion and you have expectations of that within your district. Um, but the passion coupled with the talent coupled with, applying a systems and improvement process, constantly looking at how you can get better, you know, has, has helped, has guided you through multiple leadership positions and put you in a place where you can continue to make a great difference in Atlanta public schools. And so nice for you to be back in your hometown and really provide that contribution. Um, It's just been a joy to watch, to watch you um, through the course of the years. Uh, Just, this has been been a wonderful interview. I just appreciate you so much and appreciate your time.
2: Well, I'm grateful for that. And I'm I am grateful for your words because I, I, I feel as though I know you well enough to know that that is an authentic statement. And I want to appreciate and, and close with a lift of something that you said, Janet, without systems in place, uh, it, things would not have happened as, as fast as they did in, in some places. Um, and it, we would have maybe made some accomplishments, but not as much. And I will never underestimate the power of that and the value of that in this work. You know, Having systems and practices and processes in place, that's a difference maker. So I thank you for the time on my journey that I've been able to learn um, and partner along with you all in that space, so thank you.
0: I am grateful to Dr. Heron for taking time with us to talk about her experiences, share her insights, and share with us all of what are the possibilities for our future in education. Dr. Herring is indeed a role model leader for all of us to follow and someone who can guide our profession along the way to help us help students and families be their best. If you missed last week's episode with Dr. Herring, you can find a link to it in the podcast description, or you can head over to studer, S-T-U-D-E-R, education, E-D-U-C-A-T-I-O-N dot com slash podcast and click on Accelerate Your Performance. You can learn more about our upcoming virtual events like our Leader Roundtables and What's Right in Education. Visit studereducation.com slash events to do so. Thanks so much for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please follow and rate our podcast and Apple Podcasts as well as leave a review. We love hearing from you. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on The nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.